go, 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 go. Team, team, and personal stuff. Team, oh, yeah. team, basically, Notion v Obsidian. Uh. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't you clickbait this, this episode? Don't, you are that is you are disgusting content YouTuber. You are clickbaiting episodes now. You, you've seen the science behind clickbait. It, it entices people. Oh, I mean, this isn't really clickbait because they have to have clicked on the podcast to have actually heard me say Obsidian v Notion, but. Anyway, depends on how you edit it. No, because they're still going to have to click through to the podcast. They're, they're not uh, going to hear. They're not going to uh, hear the start of it. <laughs> yeah, they point. can't hear the start of it. And I'm the one who writes on the titles. So exactly. So you'll be the clickbait. I'm just the 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 hook. Doing the hook. Yep. Hook, line, and sinker. This is sinking quickly. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> your face you're just like welcome to this episode of the notion earth podcast we're talking about team versus personal management personal management that's a weird i don't like how that's written personal management i didn't write it you wrote it did i all all blame goes to you yeah i just move the cards around (laughs) i just move the stuff around you're you're the one that does the typey stuff i i just there's loads of red lines under stuff when i type so yeah it wouldn't make sense it just doesn't matter yeah Yeah. team versus so basically it's just like productivity and managing teams and managing yourself and all that lovely juicy stuff and as danny so quaintly put it it is basically a discussion around Notion and Obsidian and how they differ and how the use cases of each of these apps is really obvious, yet people try to push it and try to make it do what it's not really designed for. Yeah, and I, I was going to add, sort of add in there, obviously there are other tools as well. Uh, and just from personal experience or our team experience recently, Notion with audio recordings is not the quickest. Uh, so John and I have been using Google. Right? We, we can't really use Obsidian because it, Obsidian won't allow you to transfer uh, uh, megabytes and gigabytes of file and audio and video because I don't take the video out of it uh, across. Obsidian can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so we're using Google Drive. And for a team's perspective, I think that's where using multiple tools, multiple apps, multiple pieces of software help for specific use cases. Yeah, I could go down on a lovely, lovely rabbit hole here. I, I, we're going on a rabbit hole, I don't care. So I've been using Dubsado. Um, so for people who don't know what that is, that's an all-in-one platform to kind of manage like invoicing and all that nonsense and all that crap. It is awful. I hate it. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting it to go that direction. I absolutely hated it. However, um, Rebecca, uh, which is... The, kind of the main obm of my business loves it loved it although even she was getting fed out with it and so recently i kind of just went nah i'm not doing it anymore so i went to find the best in class apps that i could use and then piece them together with integromat and layla has a wonderful video series on like using tools like integromat and zapier as the kind of glue um, which is so much better. So leading on to what we were talking about, like 
finding the right apps becomes way more important when you're in a team because when you're in a team setting you need to all in one apps become a burden because you are locked into the way it works one way and like the client experience from Capsado was shocking absolutely shocking and it was just one hell of a mess and and it got confusing and i open up to dubsado and i just sob in the corner and this is someone who plays in notion an overly complicated notion place and i go into there and <sighs> just for uh, just for reference obviously I, I know roughly what Dubsado does. I haven't explored it that much because I don't need it. Uh, so what specific features or things were not necessarily bad, but just limiting in ways in Dubsado that you found other tools for? And obviously, if you can share, just sort of like share those tools to, to give people an idea. Yeah. So, I mean, Dubsado is designed to do invoicing, contracts. It can do project management, but it's ridiculously crap. So we don't even talk about that. It can do scheduling. It can do an awful lot of things not very well and so the problems were coming when trying to send out something as simple as an invoice you had to have a client first you had to have a project as well which is a really weird one for for me is that you had to have a client and then you also had to create a project create an invoice that was attached to the project and then you had to make sure the invoice was done correctly otherwise it could be sent out early which was not a great experience for clients of being sent an invoice before a proposal had been sent out then then there's the proposal you've got to send out and then and and like to do all of that took a long time and it was really like backward ass thinking and the thing is because i work in both the the kind of worldwide and in dollars and in the uk i actually had to have a second brand account i had to have two dubsado accounts because it could it wouldn't bill in multiple currencies and bear in mind, each, each account costs money. Now, the extra account costs $5 extra a month. And we're just like, well, no, this is a feature that so many platforms need and so many people need now. Oh, why? Why are you making me pay more money? So I mean, not that being combined funny. it with like workflows and you had the ability to send out emails after a certain thing was done and this was done and that was done. And so in the end, I got absolutely fed up. And so um, I've implemented a new process for coaching, um, which is literally, it's actually a tally form. <laughs> people fill out a tally form. That's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. People fill out a tally form um, and then they select the coaching package. I've got two coaching packages. We select them. And on there is the contract, the written version of the contract. They tick that they accept. They sign with their name and click submit. That then passes through to um, uh, FreshBooks, which creates an invoice and then notifies me to send it. So there's still a little bit of a personal touch, which I actually prefer. Once that's done, they're added into my ConvertKit and the welcome email gets sent with like intentions and the bookings and the calendars. But actually the calendar gets booked before the invoice is sent because I prefer it that way because then they can find the right times for them. I was going to say there's lots of uh, why well, I mean obviously I, I personally prefer looking at free tools first and if you can sort of like mash away with free tools then that's the way I would go with it that's kind of why I looked at Anchor and why we're using Anchor it's it does what it needs it needs to do and you haven't got to pay for it which is great uh, and when I'm looking at those sort of things 
things that almost everyone uses like PayPal and Stripe, Gumroad, as much as some people don't like it, it's just simple. It's easy to use and does the job. Uh, does it do everything? No, <laughs> far from it. Are there things that it does poorly? Yes, but it does what it needs to do. The small part of that business, it does what it needs to do. So I use Gumroad, I use Stripe, I use PayPal, I use Buy Me A Coffee. All four of those things could do like all of the individual things themselves but yeah it's just easier it's all about figuring out what the so from a business perspective it's about figuring out the experience for your customers when i've been really Mm. trying to focus on is like making it as easy as possible to work with me and the problem with dubsado is it wasn't easy to work with now whether that was just because neither myself or nor my obm had the time to set it up properly in a way that works that makes sense but for our brains it was not working or especially mine um, which at the end of the day, I'm the guy who runs and owns the business. I'm the head of it. And if things go wrong, it looks bad on me. Um, and so I had to really think about what I needed to do the work. And there were discussions of using things like um, Thrivecart. So I have a pay tool called Thrivecart, which is a cart software, which is used for digital products and selling stuff like that. And I could have used that, but I didn't like the experience. And so having the tally, which redirected instantly to book in some calendar, some time with me, and then the invoice coming in via inbox, and then easy ways of paying via Stripe, everything kind of came together in a really easy way. Um, and, and also w- what I did with tally can actually be done with, I have the paid version of tally, but I could have done it with a free version because I didn't take payment on tally, which I could have but I wanted to have a proper invoice sent over thinking about it. Probably Stripe could have done the proper invoice as well, but I like the invoicing experience. It's easier to track. It's easier to see where money's coming in and out and it helps with that management because I now have fresh books. And I was just going to sort of add into there while, while we're talking about this, I think we, we missed out something. So we've got team and personal management um, as the title, but I think when you add business in there, part of your team, part of the personal is the customer experience. So it's sort mm. of like, even though it is personal i.e the apps and stuff that you use it needs to work for the customers that you have as well the clients that you have and it needs to be as simple as possible so i recently signed up to um another membership oh shock horror um (laughs) uh, a community which is way unlimited um and the onboarding was the most delightful thing i've ever experienced like they made it very easy to get started which with memberships is very hard to do and lots of moving pieces and moving parts um and so it was it was kind of a, a wonderful moment of like aha huh, this is what it could look like you know this is what it could look like um and how delightful it was just to have an hey welcome this is where you start this is where we go this is what to expect it was very very clean and clear like where we were what we were doing and it was very nice to have like some form of direction and it made the experience better i was going to say that linking that to my research recently cognitive load i was speaking about it before the podcast done loads of research into it when it comes to something new you don't want too much load because they have to think loads when it comes to like certain environments like joining a membership you don't want loads of load because then someone has to think thinking is painful <laughs> or it can be perceived as painful because it requires energy uh, so making things as obvious and as explicit as as you can obviously makes that experience easier and i think using the the most appropriate tool at the time 
helps with that because if they've got to know what button to push, that adds load. <laughs> know where the buttons are, that adds load as well. Uh, so find, finding those tools that is just easy to use is very useful. Whereas with personal use, because it's just you, once you've found the the button, the the place to click, the how to do things, you don't have to remember how to do it because it's already in your long-term memory. You don't add load. Once you've done it, it's it's there, it's finished, it's in your schemas. Uh, so for you, once you've done it once, it's fine. If there's other people going in there, that initial load will happen for every single person. <laughs> and that's the thing to consider when it comes to team versus like personal. It's like, mm. it's not just you. Yeah. It moves from being your space to a space that needs to work for everybody involved, which is where I think Notion's power comes in is the fact that you can view the same information in, in multitudes of ways with very little effort. Like the load to view things in a table if you like tables versus viewing it as a Kanban is just so... like. Once Even now, there is still no app that can quite do it. I was going to say, once you've figured out the, the basic fundamentals of changing things in Notion, which is that, that small onboarding load of like, how do I add a view? How do I add a, a create a link view? Those, those small fundamental things with databases and views, you don't need to know all the backend stuff because you just don't, <laughs> unless you're actually making it. Once you've understood that small that small bit, you're good to go. Whereas if you're using other tools, sometimes you need to actually understand the, that, that further level to really manipulate and use the, use the views as you want to or as you potentially need to in the business. Or in personal management, I, I know we've sort of gone on as a, as a business, business conversation at the moment, but the same can be said for, for notes, for personal management, whether you're a student, like writing stuff down. I say student, that doesn't necessarily mean you're at school or at university. It just means you want to learn stuff. Uh, and I, I say that because I, I like the term internet academic, it's one that I've been using like in my own head quite a lot, but all of us are learning stuff. And I think most of us are students because we're actively learning. We're actively putting in tests, hypothesis, like, oh, what if I try this habit? What if I eat that food? So we're all testing things. We're all learning things. But a lot of us don't think that we're students because we're not at school anymore. But I think we are, my argument anyway. Uh, and when we're students, we still need to organize stuff. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there is a, for me, especially because because what I'm doing now, um, there is an aspect of personal management in there versus just team management, which is why I move. So like the collation of my thoughts, the creation of my thoughts, the figuring out what I want to do, when, where, how, who is now very much a personal thing for me because it's developing like my coaching style. It's developing my working relationships with people. And so it's become very personal. It's something that I am creating. Um, and so Notion was becoming clunky and difficult, as I've said before, for me to be able to move into that like creation stage, which is still, it's very much me doing it all. I edit, I create. I had it badly. Freaking cannot believe there's a black mark on the last video. I just like, just, just don't even know why. I swear I'm just like, wasn't there when I exported? Wasn't there when I watched it through? 
fine. <laughs> it was literally so for for reference that those are a little bit confused. John posted a video on YouTube, which I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that, John. Um, and I did. I watched it. I listened to it, and I had it on my second screen while I was doing other stuff because that's typically how I watch videos, unless it's a like a, a I need to think about this video. Uh, and I was like, why is it? Why is the screen gone black? I'm confused. I thought it was my screen breaking, but no, it was it was John's amazing editing. He he deliberately put in a a moment for suspense. Yes. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's say that. Yeah. I wanted you to have a moment of reflection, a very short moment, but it was a moment of reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mistakes happen. Mistakes are made. <laughs> and I, I am actually curious because I, I saw that you, I think, I think you mentioned in the video that you made the video on the day. Yeah, it's great. I'm so going to do that again. Was that, I was going to say that sounds like sarcasm because yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought so. I was, I was going to ask about how that organization happened because from my experience, if you do a video on a day, your brain starts to go, I really can't be bothered anymore by the time you've like finished the edit. So when it comes to uploading and checking stuff, I mean, maybe, maybe that's how the, the black mark got through. You were like, I, I just want to get it published now. Uh, is that, was that your experience? I think so. Yeah. It was interesting to explore like really making things tighter of a deadline i mean like for context which is always important mm -hmm. um i have been doing loads of things so my my workload got busy again and so the video kind of passed through my i have a whole plan of all the videos that i've got for the next year but i never got around to doing them because i was being called away for other lovely life things and businessy things and trying to fix clients stuff and a client went away and we were managing the business and so there was a lot of like other things that were in the way I think my problem came was that I have kind of two states of like if I have too long to create a video it'll take me even longer to create it Parkinson's law over. right there hmm? <laughs> Parkinson's law right there yeah exactly the longer you have to do something the longer it takes you to do it yeah and so when it came to that video it was just like right i've got you know a day to do this and then i got called away again and it became like okay i've got to make this video today I've, I've got no choice otherwise i would end up obsessing over perfecting every single like transition and making it all work together but maybe someone should spend just five more minutes looking at the transitions next time um but it, it, it's genuinely a learning curve. It was a fascinating learning curve of like, and I'm, I'm using a completely different piece of software as well. Hmm. So I'm now using Final Cut versus like uh, Adobe Premiere, which I've been using for years. But I switched out recently because... Traitor! Yeah. Well, I was tired of paying Adobe money every single month and only using one of their apps. So I switched out. And, used, and, and I'm on a Mac. Why wouldn't I use Final Cut? So there's an essence of like learning it. If I was doing that on Adobe, I probably would never have missed that small break. Mm. Um, but because I'm using a new tool and I'm experimenting with editing styles and adding new things in there, um, something missed. And so I'm going to give myself a bit more time next time. And that video became much longer than it was originally going to be because I wanted to dive a bit deeper into the profiles because that was what the video was about and why it matters. And that was a condensed version of like a, 90 minute workshop that I ran um, in a community that I, I support. 
And so that I was surprised I got it down to I think it was like twelve minutes in the end or something. Can't even remember. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a long YouTube video. So I'm I'm curious to to get your thoughts then, because obviously the video was you. That was the the personal management, and then you were saying that other team management and stuff was not necessarily getting in the way, but certainly impacting your time personally. So how do you manage the balance between team and personal work? It's a constant. <laughs> it's a constant battle. Like oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's a constant. There's. I think in productivity, we obsess of trying to make things as if we're robots, as if like, this is how we work. This is how we're supposed to function. This is how we actually function. And there is a disconnect with that. Um, I'm also taking um, a workshop on Gestalt uh, coaching. So I have that load on top of learning new methodologies and, and implementing that in my work. So I'm also carrying that on as well as helping with a client who's away. It's about being really honest with yourself. And when things mess up, like it did with that video, it's just instant reflection. And honestly, of all the things to mess up in a video, a video that's literally got like less than 100 views with a slight little error is, is kind of a, a, a moot point. Mm. It's like the content <laughs> still is the same. It, it's, not, it's not a disaster. It's just a small glitch that will be repaired next video. Yep. Oh, completely agree. A hundred crappy videos. <laughs> and maybe even more. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause with, with my, with my experience, cause obviously I don't work in a team per se. Like I don't have anyone working with me or for me. Um, it's just my knowledge, my work, my stuff. I do work with clients, uh, but working with clients is working with a customer, working with a client. It's, I help them do something rather than we're working together, doing something in my own system or my notes or our notes or anything like that. It's very much, I go into their space and help them out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my, my management, I wouldn't class as team management. It's personal and then personal business. <laughs> I, I guess it would be client. the two categories. It's, it's you and client, isn't it? It's yeah. not really. Whereas for me, there's like, there's client, team and then personal so it's kind of like three layers yeah and I, I like those categories and sometimes those layers kind of merge a little bit because obviously client management happens from my end and also being really clear on like the responsibility so w where does the client go for xyz problem it's like this member of the team that member of the team something's missing then they come to me it's like figuring out the the roles and responsibilities is incredibly important in team and client management. Because if you manage the expectations and you ensure that like moving us back into the apps is like making sure the client understands what they need and you talk to when that goes wrong from the team, it's understanding who is communicating what and doing what. And then with the personal, it's like, what do you need to see? Like, what do you need to respond to? Like, what's important for you? So it's very much, it's, it's, it's an interesting exploration in figuring out what you need in each of the different kind of buckets, if you will. Yeah, I'm, so this is something I was listening to, or there was a podcast I was listening to, I think it was this week. Uh, I can't remember. It was either this week or last week. And there was a, it was pro basketball player or, ex-pro basketball player talking about team, team management, uh, mainly focusing on communication aspects, but they were talking about 
players in the team, knowing their roles, knowing their responsibilities uh, and building trust. Cause that's, I mean, it, it's, I'm a sporty person, but there are so many different transfers and transferable skills from sport to business to life. Uh, and when I look at, when I think about communication in sport, lots of people in professional sport anyway amateur sport is completely different <laughs> uh, professional sport if there are conflicts or if there are issues it's tackled straight away and i think that comes down to team management when it comes like the, the communication aspect of team management rather than the organizational aspect of team management uh, and i'm curious to hear how you organize the communication aspect is there a certain channel is there a certain protocols certain sops to, to manage those those conversations or do yeah, they sort so, of just i mean it does vary in terms of managing the conversations but i think it's less about managing the conversations because we know how to communicate with each other it's like more so around ensuring everyone's on the same page mm -hmm. in what they're talking about and like where the the direction is and and it's also a lot about clear boundary setting as well for all members like understanding where things are what things do where they're going and for clients understanding what is actually happening like that communication aspect is so important. I've had clients who probably absolutely hate me right now because the communication aspect wasn't right. But if, if the communication doesn't work and you don't, like one thing I've done with rethinking and recreating the uh, team system and the client management system is upfront, like, hey, this is how we work together. We're all human, shit happens let's work together on this. Like we are, I can build things for you. Sure. I can help you with things, but I am human. I won't get it right every single time. And like in business, that's not often spoken about. It's always about just sharing how good things are and wonderful things are, but things suck sometimes. And it's just about like setting expectations or like, sometimes I'll give you advice that isn't right. And I'll tell you, I think the client aspect of that is really important. The team management is like, um, how we communicate is constantly shifting depending on what we need. So often we use Voxer as a communication, like just back and forth, brainstorming ideas. We use Voxer for that. Um, but we recently implemented Slack, much to my disgust, Esme's fault. Um, like we implemented Slack for like those times when we needed to communicate, but I noticed no one's communicating on it. So it's like asking why, where, how, like, it's just the case of experimenting and exploring what works best, especially in a team setting with multiple people. It's just important to know where, where everyone works best, where everyone doesn't work best, and also how we can communicate clearly. And open communication on open communication. If so it doesn't make sense, being willing to go, what the heck are you talking about? I don't get it. Yes, well, that requires a bit of trust. <laughs> well, a bit of trust, a lot of trust, uh, a lot of trust, and having having a, a psychologically safe environment to bring in some uh, some of uh, what's his name. Safe uh, Sports section. What's his name? Dan Abrahams. There we go. Uh, yes, bring in some work from Dan Abrahams and another guy that I can't remember his name. Um, linking it, linking this to last week having a, a an app that sort of just you, you don't really think about it it's an automated app it's like yeah i go do that thing over there um is does does your team for for team management 
do they have that? Oh, I have this problem. I go there. If I have this problem, I go there. Or do they still have to think about it? Because I know obviously things change. I know with my my system currently, my the way I work with clients, it's very, it, I mean, it's the same thing. Every client does the same thing. Every, everyone knows where to go, what to do. Uh, and it's explicitly said everywhere. I assume it's the same for you. You're nodding. Yeah, it, it was. And then obviously we're now changing things around, moving and shifting a few things. So there needs to be, a few process changes because the app has gone. We're now moving to a different platform and, and shifting that. So that has to be remade and really thought about in clear, explicit detail, which I think it, it's interesting because of my anti feelings towards SOPs. But as my team is growing, it's becoming more obvious why they need to exist. Yeah. Where as I'm growing that, but often what I see is this small entrepreneur who has no want or desire to have a team to create SOPs. And I'm just like, well, why are you ever going to hire someone? No. Well, then why are you doing it? Like, just in case. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and there is an element of that just in case, but it's like when you're growing a business, you only have a certain amount of time to focus in one area so choose the focus and get in it like be in that area and focus on it yeah because otherwise you just get lost in the all of the moving pieces and all of the possible options and all the possible things you could be doing oh yeah i, I realized this sort of turned into a little bit of a q a because i was like i don't have a team so i'm going to ask you to talk about teams uh, do you have any like curiosities about how i work as an individual i know you're very similar uh to me with with personal work personal management of yeah yeah we are very so yeah i'm intrigued to know whether you would ever want a team um would i want a team yes at some point when will i want the team is i think a better question for me like what what metrics what what things will happen Mm. or won't happen that makes me go okay i i need the team now because at the moment, do I want a team? No. But will I want a team eventually? Probably. I, I say probably because I don't know exactly what's happening in the future. Uh, why would I want a team would be questions that I would then ask myself. And for me, the reason I would want a team is if I I can't do what I want to do and hiring someone else will help me do that. Uh, otherwise, no. I, someone... Someone that I I didn't expect, but Mark Rober, for those that are unfamiliar, Mark Rober is a, a YouTuber, a very big YouTuber. He's a astrophysicist, scientist person, very smart mechanic and engineer person, builds stuff. He still edits his YouTube videos. He still does most of the work on his YouTube videos, yet he has the money to hire like 20 editors. He's got all the stuff in the world, but he enjoys what he does so much that he just wants to do it. He, he just wants to be creative and, and do what he wants to do. He wants to actually live and, and go through those pains of where do I put that clip? How do I organize this video? How do I script this out? I need to find the music. Uh, so And he, he likes that. He enjoys that. And I'm the same. Uh, but he does have other people to help him out with some of the logistics of building some of the big projects because he doesn't want to have to deal with all that. Same with sponsorships. I believe he's got a, a YouTube manager to, to deal with that. So I would, if... If I found something that I didn't want to do, then I would delegate it and find someone for a team to do that. But I don't have that point right now. So the question would be, when, when would I want a team? Uh, and for me, it's 
when when there's something that I don't want to be doing <laughs> that I need to be doing. I think that's an interesting conversation because you're very much like uh, you do multiple things and enjoy doing lots of different things. And I think I was the same and I am still the same. I enjoy playing and working in different areas and playing with multiple things. Um, and I think that that that's been the hardest thing in transitioning to a team is like understanding when to give it to someone else. I knew mm. I was growing rapidly and my family needed me more. And, and I think that's also another point to make. It's like there is no necessity to have a team to run a successful business. If you can run as a one person show, do it because, frankly, it's faster. You can switch and change and adapt and flex fast, quickly. You can be very nimble. You can be very, like, you know, I think it was Paul Jarvis who wrote, like, com uh, Company of One, I think it is. Um, like, it's mm. just you on your I've own. heard of it. I can't remember the exact book. I'll find it in a bit. But, like, it's a book, I don't know. I've it's heard a it. Book. It's, a, it's a book. It's a really popular business book that everybody talks about all the bloody time. And it's just like, yeah, whatever, shut up. Um, it's like it's like being on being a solo person is so much freaking easier. I do it want is, to add. It's just like because you're only <laughs> you answer to yourself and only to yourself. That is the truth of it. It's like yeah. if you can't be bothered, then that's fine. But when you have responsibilities, and there is a lot of like, there having a team isn't about oh yeah, I get plenty of time because there's that that load of like you are now responsible for three other human beings for me that's what it is now i have three people in my team and i'm responsible for all three of them and if i really look down at it the one of the people has more people under them so i'm responsible for even more it's like part part responsible for that and so it's like there's also that added pressure and if you feel that you couldn't work with that pressure if when managing managing that on top of all the other pressures of being a business owner being a business owner sucks it's hard. It's depending on how far you grow or where you grow. It's really difficult. It's tough. Now, yes, you can make it as easy for yourself as possible, but there's always going to be something you don't really want to do. And I sometimes think, you can't outsource that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, was, I wanted to add, and I think this money is certainly has a, a big role to play because obviously if you don't have the money to hire someone, don't hire someone. <laughs> don't put yourself in debt just because you don't want to do something. Uh, that, that's my approach anyway. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a good guidance. Uh, and I think money has a big role to play when it comes to teams and businesses because a lot of people that do have teams that grow, one, have the money to support it. Um, but two, the the money kind of allows growth as well. So sometimes you you are restricting yourself by not having a team. So then the question becomes, okay, do I want to grow bigger? If I want to get bigger, then having a team and delegating work makes more sense. Mr. Beast is a perfect example. His channel was just him. Yeah, he was messing around with his friends, but it was just him. Then he wanted to get bigger. So he got bigger and he got to a point where he was like, okay, I want to still grow, but I can't do all of this by myself now. I need a team. Uh, now he had the money to support himself, but he wanted to grow. If he didn't want to grow, he just wouldn't hire a team. And Peter McKinnon uh, is someone not as big as Mr. Beast, but arguably as successful on YouTube. I'm using YouTube creators because that's the world, the business world that I'm in. Uh, you look at Peter McKinnon. He has an editor. That's, that's basically it. 
The rest of it is him. He he does it himself. Casey and I sat when he was doing all of his vlog series. It was just him because he didn't want to get bigger. He was at a point where it was like, right, that's me. So, and, and those are the questions I think we need to ask ourselves. Like, can I be bigger? Yes. Do I want to be bigger? Yes. I need a team. No, I'm happy by myself. And then obviously if you've got a family, <laughs> that, that's going to have a big impact. Yeah. And I think that's not often the need for a team came from where my priorities were. Like if we go back to personal management and managing myself, where did I want to invest my time and energy and focus and thoughts and feelings? It was, I want more time with my family. And so bringing on a team became more important. Bringing on someone else so that the responsibility was not just on me became incredibly important. Um, so I think that's another kind of aspect of personal management. It's like, it's not just what you get done, it's what your priorities are and where you're looking and where you want to be, what you want to do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been bringing up different questions, but I'm, I'm quite happy with, uh, with the answers I've got. <laughs> yeah, good answers. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I mean, bringing it, bringing it, bringing it back to like the the topic of hand of like, how do you decide when it's time to move on from a personal management to a team management? Like, that's a question that I'd like to pose. Is like, what do you predict for yourself? When it comes to like when I will bring someone in, or if I bring someone in when yeah like when you bring someone in what what do you think will change in your system have you thought about that uh what will change in my system depends on how and what they do for example if they if they edit videos if i'm still creating videos if they edit videos then i wouldn't have to change anything apart from potentially deadline days uh but everything else i can just stay the same uh if it is more of a, a business financial thing then it would just be managing emails what goes to what email so it would depend on what the person is doing the way i because i'm very uh i like i like control i like having enough control that i i know what's going on uh so i don't see like i ideal go for, goal for me is to not have a team i would prefer currently at the at the point i am <laughs> is not to have a team the reason i say that is because like one one speed as you mentioned two control and three i know my limits i know what i can and can't do whereas with other people uh i don't know what they can and can't do and i don't know what their priorities are so it's a little bit of i need to build trust in another person and I've tried working with other people. I will say that I've tried working with six, six or seven other people, um, completely different. Like none of them know each other. I just met up with them and I was like, hey, do you want to work on this project? See if we can work together. A couple of them were editors. A couple of them were, I guess you would class them as VAs. Um, but they're, maybe it's because of uh, how I communicated, their expectations, lots of different things could have played a role. Uh, but it became the, the team aspect became more of a hassle than a help. Uh, so what I would prefer to do, like lifetime goal, end goal is me being me doing what I'm already doing by myself because I enjoy everything I do. There is not one thing about 
my life right now that I would change. Like there, there just isn't. And that's, that's one of those things that helps me like move forwards every day. I wouldn't change anything about my day. The only thing that I would change are things that I don't know I could, should change. Like the small things, health, health habits, uh, productivity habits. I don't like the word productivity, um, but, but habits that help with performance. Like those are the only things that I would change, but they're not going to be large, large changes. So that's the way I see it right now. Uh, but my, my thoughts, opinions could probably change, will probably change in the next couple of years, depending on what happens. Yeah. And I suppose for you, you're in a situation where the requirement to earning money is optional. It's a nice addition, isn't it? It's like, it's less of a um, need. Mm. It's more of a, hey, this is cool. If I make enough, then yeah, cool. If I don't, then whatever, it's fine. I think something else to say with regards to money is I'm not money driven in the slightest. So as long as I earn enough to have a house with internet and food, like as long as I have the fundamentals, uh, when you look at Maslow's <laughs> Maslow's pyramid uh, hierarchy, as, as long as I've got the fundamentals, I'm fine. I'm good. I Holidays don't interest me. My mum loves going on holidays. I don't care. Let's go for a meal out. I, I don't care. <laughs> like most of the time when I go for a meal out, uh, it's not things that I would want to eat particularly uh, because like there's loads of fatty foods in it. Or there's loads of other rubbish and stuff that's been put in there, which, yeah, you can get around, but it's just a hassle. And you, it's, it's just sort of like a, again, this is perception, but it's kind of awkward going to a restaurant or going to a place and be like, hey, can I have this, but not have this or this? And can you not cook it like that or <laughs> whatever? It's, it's a bit odd. Um, so I kind of have to like just suck it up and be like, yeah, I'll just have a cheat meal or whatever. So those higher luxury expenses, I just, I don't experience those. So money for me, the, 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 the baseline financial income currently is quite low. If I, if I wanted to move out, I could, and I could sustain myself moving out. Um, but there's just no need for me to do it right now. And again, moving forwards, like worst comes to worst, worst scenario ever. Both my parents die. Horrible scenario, but they do. I'm still stable. I'm still living, um, which I mean, I'm happy with. And moving forwards, I don't see any of those needs changing other than having more money in the bank, at which point it would just stay there. <laughs> I wouldn't use it. Mm. Uh, and I think because because my lifestyle and because my preferences with lifestyle um, aren't that financially taxing, it does give me more flexibility in what I choose to do. Mm. Mm. And I know I know there are other people out there that are like, no, I need to have this as a minimum, that as a minimum, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've started cycling way more because like, I mean, fuel in the UK is stupid right now anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I could get fuel. But I, I, because I've stopped trampolining because of COVID and the rest of it, uh, basically all of my car expenses have gone. Like I cycle everywhere. So I, I spend even less now <laughs> because I'm cycling everywhere and it's healthier for me and it's not killing the planet as quickly. Uh, so all positives. But yeah, it's... Money is an interesting conversation, I think, because I'm not a very expensive person. <laughs> I don't need to earn that much to be stable. Yeah. Uh, it does it does give me flexibility. Obviously, if slash when I get a family, that's going to change. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I'm not there yet, so. 
That's fascinating. Yeah, it's a really, I, lo- I love these kinds of conversations because no one has them. So I'm really intrigued, like, from the people listening, I'm going to keep poking you until someone actually replies to us. Like, it's just like, what, have you made the tr- transition from personal to team? If you have, why, what was the trigger for you? And like, also, I really want to know, like, will you, do you want a team? If you run a business, if you are a solopreneur, do you ever want a team? And if so, why? What like answer the questions that Danny asked me as well. If you have a team already, um, let us know. I'm really, really intrigued to open this conversation up because it's such a a fascinating conversation of moving from personal to team to client. And if you even want clients, because that's another option, you don't necessarily have to have clients. So there's no client management. So it's just personal and team. And if you don't want a team, then it's just personal. And it's figuring out where that lies. It, it's it's a real fascinating conversation. So please be part of the conversation with us. I will just add in there before we close it out that it is certainly a transition because did I want clients? No. Am I glad I have them? Yes. Do I want them in the future? Ideally, no. But it's a transition. It's an evolution. To to get from A to B to C, you need to go through B and B may be having clients. That that might be a good topic, like systems during trans transitions. That's a whole topic that I could talk about a lot. Should we do that one next week as a bit of a, like, next week, we're going to be talking about the topic that we've just thought about. Yes, that's <laughs> happening next week. So make sure you're subscribed and, and all that stuff. Is it, is it a follow or subscribe? I don't know. Follow. I don't know. I follow on Spotify. Yeah, follow <laughs> on Spotify. We're now everywhere again. Like, I just got a yeah. ton of emails like, we're here now. We're here now. We're here now. We're... I'm like, I know. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we hadn't moved. <laughs> But anyway, we shall see you all in our next episode. I love how we're waving. This is not a video. Ah, uh, you weren't meant to say that.